Wrapped up the heat this week. Oh my god! Oh, I feel like, left. yeah, it's like Satan's house. I'm sitting like his his own personal palace is outside. Yeah, I'm very much a sweaty mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know if you can hear all that screaming as well. Cause mom, dads, and um, my nephew and niece are having like a war upstairs. So I apologise in advance. I take it like a war game and not they've literally gone to war. So honestly, I don't know what's going on. It's just they keep having fights over like most insane things. Oh dear. Yeah, it was like they they being your nephew and niece or they being your mom and dad. Well, no comment. (laughs) Perhaps you're possessed by demons. Maybe honestly, with the kids this, these days, I generally think sometimes they're possessed. Because... Kids are little demons <laughs> in general. I think. I don't like it when kids stare at you for no reason. Stare, <laughs> stare at you. Man, if he does that, she just stares at me, and I'm like, "What's it?" And then he'll do the sad face, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, what do you want? Okay, I was in. I was in Savers, which is like a pharmaceutical place or like a shop that sells lots of shit. Um, <laughs> mostly. Like creams and all that kind of stuff, and then uh, just after I got my tattoo, and there was a, I was in the queue to buy my my creams, and this girl was just staring at me the whole time. Like I was wearing a mask as well. It's just like I I couldn't even smile at her or anything like that oh, or God. make a face at her. So I just stared right back. It was just <laughs> me and this lassie having a stare off. Oh creeps. <laughs> The thing is, I know speaking sounds evil, but I actually love kids, and I think they're so freaking cute. I also want my own kids, but see other people's kids, they're just a bit evil. Like, there's something wrong with them. Well, freaking little devils, so they are. Just hope that your kids don't get possessed by whatever demons I'm going to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, well, let's kick this off then. Mark! Hi. Talk about. I Right, well, we are talking about demons this week, in case you haven't, like, I'm not addressing you, Mark, personally, I'm addressing a listener. Thank you, I'm glad to know. <laughs> That'll give me a minute to decide what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> uh, we addressed, what, what, something similar we were talking about, maybe a Ouija board, or, no, that's more of a ghost, but I suppose you can summon demons through Ouija boards, which is what I'm going to talk about. But yeah, Mark, you've you've got a, a demon called Amy, which... I- do you have a demon called Amy? I'm so Amy, is it spelled A-M-Y or A-M-E-E? It's A-M-Y. She, she doesn't spell it the French way. Ah. <laughs> that also entertained me to be fair. So when I started deciding what to research, as I said to you guys, I saw there was a demon and was like, what? 
And yet the fact it was just spelled like the girl's name and maybe even more. So yeah, the demon Amy. So Amy is described in several different demonological I can never say this. Grimoires. Grim Grimoires. Like memoirs. Oh that's that'll make memoirs. So Amy is described in several different demonological grimoires, including the famous or infamous, depending on what way you look at them, Christian demonological text. That this is good that I'm not going to be able to say any of the ones in the things I'm talking about today. Uh, including the famous Christian demonological text, the Lesser Key of Solomon. Oh, that um, sounds awesome. Well, I always thought it, like, obviously I've heard of it from studying theology. I always thought it was a song. What is going on here? Wait I a was about can to you say, can, what is this? Like to point out to our listeners that. Um, what is going on? That sorry, that's my playing with the set in Sunscape. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I was really because the little grey circle came up at the top. I was like, okay, so somebody else is going to have a picture There's a picture of like what looks like a Roman theatre or something or a Greek Oh my god, amphitheater. I pressed a button by accident and I I pressed mute and I pressed some random thing. Put it back on together mode. There you go, we're on together mode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just assumed it was Amy's work because uh, as I was explaining to you guys as we both do, I don't understand why class is an evil demon. I feel like... What's out or when I get onto them could be like, she will show you upstairs because nothing she does is actually wicked. I imagine um, looking like sort of like the honey monster in drag. Okay. No, my way off. No, I just imagined her just looking like a like random a woman in her mid twenties. Oh no, I, I, I imagined her to look like a huge, big, round, furry thing with blonde hair. <laughs> I quite like that idea. I've actually been blonde as well. A massive mouth. Yeah. I just thought like a sort of slightly edgily dressed woman in her mid twenties, maybe with like little mini horns just poking through her. Um. Should I continue to yammer on about it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Are you sure? Do it. So I've gone mad now. Uh, again, it's far too hot. Sorry, everyone. So, the Lesser Key of we're Solomon... Scottish, we're not used to this heat. I know, it's mad. So, the Lesser Key of Solomon was composed, which again, thought it was a song when I, whenever anybody like referenced it in uni, always assumed song, because Key of Solomon composed. But by composed, they mean put together. In the mid-17th century, it was uh, the reason that they used the word composed is because it was made up of many different texts some of which talk about Amy, uh, and some of them can be traced back several centuries before the creation of the Lesser Key of Solomon itself. So they were talking about her in, you know, at least the sort of 11th and 12th century, if not even further back. So there are several books of Solomon, and Amy is mentioned in a couple of them, uh, but she's actually named in the very first book of Solomon, which is called the Ars Gutina. The Ars Catina is the most well-known of all of the books of Solomon. I say that because I read it when I was researching, or I don't actually know what we mean by a well-known book of Solomon. I don't know how, like... I don't know the results. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what we would class, or how we would class that as being the most popular one in comparison to others, but hey, well, it's the one that outlines into two demons of hell. So 
that might like ring bells with you guys. You know, there's the kind of lists of 72 demons that are then yeah. referenced in other texts. So it comes from this Ars Catina, which is the first book of Solomon. The book lists the 72 demons with number one, who's King uh, Baal or Baal, being known to be the most dangerous of all the demons, which are the servants of the kings of the north, east, south and west of hell. And then down at number 72, you have Count Andromalaeus, uh, who's named as the least dangerous of all of them. But even though it runs in this list from most dangerous to least dangerous, it, it warns you that they're all obviously extremely dangerous and you have to be very careful of them all. And then Amy appears on that list at number 58. So, you know, she's not exactly a big hitter, but still out of the... She's still evil. Yeah. But she so lives of, in hell. She lives in hell and out of the, like, 70, what, six, if you count the four kings of hell, so of the 76 most dangerous beings in existence... Right. She ranks at 62, if she's number 58 list, because that's adding four on. Um, so, you know, she's quite dangerous yes, if that's that was... everything that ever has or, or can exist. So what, uh, what did in, she do? Well, spells out what she does, not really in detail, actually, in that first book, because that's basically just a list of these dangerous creatures and then talks more about these four kings of hell. Um, but she also features heavily in the other books where they describe some of the things she does, as well as other well-known demonological, said it almost right that time, uh, texts like the Pseudomonium, <laughs> Archaea Pseudomonium. The Necromonicon. The Munich Manual of Demonic Magic, which has a less fancy name. <laughs> and the Plancy, I believe, P-L-A-N-C-Y, Dictionary, which I assume is just French for Dictionary, Infernal. Um, so these books and the other books in the series that she originally appears in, uh, this Key of Solomon, they all describe the kind of things she does. They say that well in hell, Amy is what's known as a regional president, which I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. Sounds like they all run in like an office and they've all got, it's very bureaucratic in hell. Totally, that's exactly And there's like a HR department. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> canteen like she's above HR because she's the regional president but she's only the regional <laughs> president like <laughs> she's in charge of sales but just for the northern part of hell right <laughs> she's like assistant to not assistant <laughs> yeah so it doesn't yeah it doesn't exactly sound like the most terrifying of titles but you know I suppose being the president of something also depends on you know whether she's like a a sort of Trump-esque president or, you know, another president, whether that, like, makes her evil or not, because not all presidents are megalomaniacs, but I don't know. Um, anyway, mm. so that's what, that's all the information that's really about what she does in hell, which isn't a lot of information, like, she's a yeah, president. Yeah, grand. Tell you much. So it's well on Earth that she apparently carries out her most dangerous acts when she visits Earth. So when she visits Earth, she can appear in her demon form, she can also appear as a moving flame does not burn, which I thought was quite interesting because that oh. then made me think of the whole like story of the burning bush. And I was like, was that just Amy playing a joke? Like, <laughs> she can turn into a large moving flame that doesn't actually produce heat. I'm like, well, that's basically the story of the burning bush. Or maybe that's why she's dangerous. Maybe they're like, oh, because God has that power, she can do that too. So people will be like, I don't know, she could Wait, tell somebody to... God talking to them when it's actually Amy. Yeah, she could be like, oh, I don't know, Toast has the same status in the church as the Holy Mother, and people would be like, ooh. She can also appear in human form. In the 17th and pre-17th, if we're going to the books that are obviously dated further back, but we don't have exact dates for, 
centuries, Amy most often appeared not as a woman and not in her demon form and not in her flame form, but in the form of a middle-aged man. And the reason that she did this is because appearing as a middle-aged man made it easier for her to carry out the specific works of evil that she likes to do. So, as you keep asking, and just a woman would attract attention. Said, uh, a woman would attract attention if they were doing these things. So, the acts of evil that she's accused of, um, or it's claimed that Amy would often teach people astronomy. So, not astrology, like star signs, but astronomy. Astronomy. <laughs> like science evil? of the skies. Yeah, so that's the first accusation against her is like she would teach people biological bodies work. Isn't it funny? Because there's some demons that I was looking at and they're also teachers. And it's like, is it that they just don't want people to be, like, smart? So you keep them in ignorance? Like, like the Christian church, yeah. So you follow them instead of, like, maybe demons free you up because they give you... Again, it goes back to Adam and Eve, doesn't it? Because he wanted to keep them stupid. And the serpent was like, why don't you just eat the fruit? Then you'll know everything. I mean, yeah, like... 100%. A hundred percent. Like, actually, if I go through the rest of the things she does, they're all old. They're not all, but a lot of them, like you say, are like really closely related to teaching. But the second You're one, a is, uh, true. I am actually a man. She does. <laughs> That's why I like her so much. She's me. It's also why I could describe her so perfectly. Because again, me. Okay, so the second evil thing that she does on Earth, uh, she was also known to appear as a middle-aged man in order to get teaching positions, schools, colleges, universities, and even, like, sort of that, you know, mobile preachy teaching that they used to do in the olden days, where she'd just show up in towns and teach people stuff. And she specifically... God, because God forbid a woman teach them anything. God's sake. (laughs) I mean, from what I'm getting here, because she has a Christian demon, I think God forbid anyone teach anyone anything. Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't want anyone to know any, have any knowledge to just keep people stupid, yeah. obedient. So she specifically okay. focused on, in each of her appearances, teaching the liberal arts. Nice. Uh, so she was accused of teaching in her different fake lifetimes, posing as a human man, <laughs> languages, so that people could be multilingual, chemistry, biology, <laughs> geography, art, to stop people out of pain. Ooh. Oh my uh, god! And if it was a woman doing that, she'd be a witch. So she could true. be a woman doing all this. But luckily, she could uh, transmute it into a man, and then it was fine <laughs> yeah. to teach them. Although, again, not actually fine. It's just that she wouldn't be burnt at the stake. But people were still like, "Hmm, this is all very shifty." God wouldn't be very happy that she's here, or he's here teaching history. She also was accused of teaching philosophy, sociology, and teaching people to read. So this next bit in my notes is my summation of it and obviously not directly from the text, which is our third thing uh, is that she was accused of is basically running a sort of SSPCA for witches. <laughs> basically from what I was nice. reading, she would look after familiars that witches had been destroyed and she also oh. A service where if somebody became a new witch, she would go and meet with them and kind of match them up with the best familiar. So, you know, like that dog matching program that's on TV where they like have the three dogs and the people come in and they're looking for a dog to be meeting no, with them. I've not seen she's that, but it sounds yeah. nice. It's basically that, but she'd be like, So I've got this cat, this toad, and this owl, and the person would be like, Oh, I'm not much of an owl person, and she'd be like, Well, let's try out the cat and the toad, see how we get along. <laughs> 
So apparently that was evil. It she wasn't sounds, allowed to do that. Yeah, it sounds like she's not evil. It's just that she's been written down in history books or whatever as being evil, but actually she's just trying to like liberate mm. people. And obviously, like Dutch the, white men don't like that. Like you know how we've talked about before how normally when Christianity takes a demon, you like look at the old story and then you look mm. at the, the story afterwards, and it's like they only oh. do good things, and then suddenly they add in all these evil things, but they weren't in the story before. Yeah. What are they're just saying the things she was doing are evil, even though none of them are evil. No, no. Yeah. Um, so, so um, some things that she's been accused of. Uh, Amy has also been accused of, and I've got this in quotations, and I had to do a bit more research on this because I didn't actually understand what it meant. So the quote is, accused of inciting positive reactions in rulers. What? How? Eh? Yep. So not uh, rulers as in the yeah, measuring what? instrument, rulers as in people in charge of <laughs> yeah, countries. Yeah, I get that. So I thought, well, no, what? No. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? So I looked into it in a bit more detail. So they say that basically she became the right-hand woman or the right-hand man, depending on what form she was in, or the right-hand moving ball of flame, it doesn't burn you, uh, for several different rulers throughout history. And she basically, like, tutored them. Uh, so she tutored one king to become more competent. She tutored one king to, instead of going to war, build up his kingdom security so that people couldn't go to war with them. How is any of this bad? She, I have you no know idea. What, this actually makes sense, because, see, all throughout history, whenever a lot of times you have, like, a ruler and you have, like, a... Like, sorry for using a Disney thing, but you know how, like, in Aladdin, you've got Jafar that's actually controlling everything? So if someone was to come in and try and make the Sultan be decent or competent, Jafar wouldn't like that. So they have to, like, cast him out as being evil. So she was probably actually doing good, but the priests and stuff that rule the place. Like, it happens in, like, all the ancient Egyptian things all the time. It's whoever the ruler is, it's fine. And then it's the priests that are running the show, but in the background. Actually, yeah, the priests have the power. So if you're coming trying to be competent, uh-huh. That's Remember why like, Nefertiti that? got like chucked yeah. aside. Uh-huh, yeah. exactly. Like he Where, tried to like, get rid of like, all, Yeah, because of all the, like, all the, gods. the gods and stuff. Yeah, yeah and he's like, oh. oh no, we're just going to worship one god. So then that took away all the power that the priests had. So that pissed them off. So yeah. they're like, no, get rid of him yeah. and get okay. all the gods That's back. exactly it. Mm. That makes so much because sense. The with gods the gods are where one. they get their power from. Yeah. yeah. So the next one would fan with that whole sort of priestly control and then going against it because the next yeah. one was that one of the uh, kingdoms that she like influenced, the the king had agreed to ban all and it says stimulatory pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no masturbation. Amongst no people in the kingdom. And she convinced the king that there was nothing wrong with people who were in happy, healthy relationships having stimulatory pleasure. So basically, she went to a kingdom where they banned sex and was like, eh, there's not actually anything wrong with that. No one's getting hurt. Mm. Yeah. And then the final one, that's which I really like that. church saying sex is wrong. Yes. Well, that's what, when you said priests, I thought actually that's so funny yeah, because that's um, perfectly. But then priests did used to, before, like, I'm talking about Catholics here, they used to have wives and they, they didn't have celibacy. It was a certain pope that put that in place at some point. That's evil. Yeah. Which I don't think really went very well when you have seen how it ended up with the whole piece of abusing people. It's a natural thing thing in the world. Why would you ban it? Like, what the hell? Because you're supposed to be married to gods. Yeah. 
Maybe says have sex. <laughs> Bang everyone. The one that I found about different things that she convinced kings and rulers to do was um, because there's no more information on this one, and I just thought it sounded really nice. Uh, one of the things she was criticised for is because she went to a king who didn't believe in himself and taught him self-actualisation. <laughs> That's because probably the priests made him feel shit. You know? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, I was like, gay and she was like, Bitch, you're fabulous. Like, get up, we're giving you a makeover. That is actually such a Satanist thing to do because the church of Satan, they're all about you have to strive to be the best you can possibly be on this earth. And if you're not doing that, then you're not doing yourself any favours. You have to be selfish as you can be for your own good. That kind of, when I was looking at this, and you know, I said I hadn't really found much more about what mm. she was doing here, so what her work was under Satan. But um, when I was looking at these different stories, one of the things that I found which really entertained me is um, because she was obviously doing the Church of Satan's work on the earth a lot. So she was basically out of office an awful lot of the time. Right. A lot of work to do on earth. You know, she was always with whatever king she was with or else she was bobbing about being a fire and telling people some good advice for their life. She had to employ a workforce. So that's another one of the reasons why they say she's evil. So she employed a workforce in hell of 36 legions which is around about 180,000 right. as a workforce and um, uh, so you know she's providing jobs in the community she's their line manager mm-hmm. basically yeah. she powered, she powered <laughs> all of them again that's me paraphrasing the so this 180,000 workforce was made up entirely of former angels, so angels who had been cast out of heaven for not following God's orders, Ooh, uh, and also potestates, so yeah, I'd never heard of them before, so potestates, which is P-O-T-E-S-T-A-T-A, oh. which are beings which were created by God with the ability to stop others from doing harm. So basically they're like these sort of invisible beings that would go to the earth, and if God didn't want a being to do something, the potestates would kind of shroud the person, and it would almost put you in a kind of, I don't know, like medically induced coma, so you were unable to do the thing that God didn't want you to do. And the potestates turned against God and said that it was wrong to remove people's free will, and so God cast them into hell, and when he cast them into hell, Amy was like, hi, I'm actually needing some people to work for me. Come, interview. So, yeah, good lass. Uh, the other wee bit of information that I found out about her before we either move on to you guys or open the floor mm. to Amy is that Satanists like Amy because she helps people to find lost or buried treasure. Mm. I wish you would help me find a ring I lost years ago. And she Maybe doesn't I should do ask it. her. Well, you should ask her because she doesn't do it as the way that demons are often painted for like part of your soul or anything. Right. She just because she thinks it's a good thing to do. So if you pray to, I know you can pray because it's church Satan, basically just if you ask Amy. So if you call out into the ether and say, Amy, I have lost my whatever, could you please bring it back to me? Then she'll find your lost thing for you. Or if there's buried treasure that doesn't belong to anyone. So like if a pirate was out at sea and said, Yarg, Amy, I don't want to rob anyone can you tell me where some treasure is that's been buried so long it doesn't belong to anyone anymore, then Amy would control the seas and guide them to the treasure. So yeah, basically she's just an all-round great gal. She seems really nice, yeah. I wonder if it was Amy that like led me to that 100 euros that I found on the beach in Mallorca in 2008. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like something that Amy would do. <laughs> I thought it was maybe a gift from Poseidon, but it could be Amy. 
Because then I went on to get really, really drunk at the pirate show. That's definitely Amy. Amy would love (laughs) that. Amy's (laughs) all about that. A wee bit of evil in there. Because I had no, I feel like no evil in there at all, though. Maybe for you or Amy. Well, I don't know, because you're you're making out hell to be like this place where all the rejects go to basically help humans rebel and live their best life. Yeah, that's being all instead of wasting their life going to church and and not having any fun. Yeah, even with like our <laughs> corporate takeover slash hiring, when she was like, "Oh, you guys want people to make their own decisions? Come work for me." Is what she's already. Yeah, basically, she's just about having the freedom to make decisions and being educated. Yeah, what's wrong with that? God forbid. God forbid you get an education. I mean, you just need to speak to that what was it, that girl that got shot in the head, Malua. Yeah. yeah that's insane. Mm-hmm. Just because she wanted to go to school, yeah. she enjoyed going to school. She got shot for yeah. it. But that's not religious stuff, that's backwards culture. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. religious stuff, but I'm just saying generally, like, there's people who generally want to stop people no. being educated. Mm-hmm. Like you say, well, yeah, kind of like stuff because I think that's what's interesting about like all the tales of demons and things like that. Like Amy isn't in the Bible. Mm. Amy's in separate books written by people who had no input into the Bible, saying this is like the warning that God has kept about these demons, and like she's a woman, but she educates and she allows others to learn, and she wants people to make decisions for themselves. They've just decided that that's what that God was yeah. turning back on that. That's I'd like to think like that Amy was real. Was doing but, good. Yeah. But like it was maybe like whoever the priests or whatever was trying to control mm. people at the time made it out to be evil because it sounds very yeah, like anti Christian when you had like the crusades and stuff and it was just yeah, let's make any type of knowledge be bad. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with any religion in the world except people try to control people, really. So I think she's probably a goodie and there's trying to paint her to be bad. Agreed. Big Amy fan. Who did you guys look at who possibly kicked less ass? Kicked less ass, well. (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking at, like, super evil demons. And there's a few in here that are really, really evil that are, like, women ones. But I was more looking, like, Egyptian ones because I really like ancient Egyptian stuff. And it was, like, it's quite weird the way that Egyptians look at... Because obviously they've got, like, their deities and their gods... But demons seem to be like merged into that. And it seems like that, I think there's like really, really old texts where they do differentiate between gods and demons, but that they always refer to these demons as like sort of like baddies and that there's definitely a difference between them. And some of them are, some of them like work for the gods. So they like do their bidding for them and do all their like evil stuff for them. And some of them, so they're like kind of guardians that they'll do stuff for the gods and the deities. And you get ones that are wanderers and they are more associated with like when you get plagues or possessions or mental illness or anything that people just want to like blame on something really. Which I was also thinking, I feel like demons are a way of people just trying to deal with stuff. That yeah, sense. I mean, it's like that phrase, like, battle your demons. It's people who've got like drug addictions yeah. and yeah. Alcohol yeah. problems, and they just call it battling your demons as if it's a yeah, which not. But then I suppose it's kind like, of not, not the same action. thing as what it's you were saying about Amy. But yeah, like she was maybe an actual woman, and people demonized her and said like she's evil because we disagree with what she's doing. Whereas maybe that's like a healthier form of demonization where they're saying like, oh, this is an issue that a lot of people deal with. So it's like an inner demon, but they're giving it a form. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 
as if like or some especially back in the day when you couldn't explain like something scientifically because you just didn't have the knowledge yet it just yeah. seemed easier to like Amy was blame it on a demon's causing <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like if someone suffers from like mental illness or they, epilepsy like, seem, like, crazy, people used to think oh, people like, having epileptic fits was them being possessed by demons because they yeah. would often thrash about and roll their eyes and say like my mum would always say the word no constantly when she was having a fit yeah. if that was back in the oh i don't know crazy times they probably think that there was a demon inside her and they'd have to get it out oh my god that's so scary but it must have been like if you didn't know what epilepsy was mm-hmm. it, it would look like someone's like yeah. possessed mm-hmm. or something like if that's the only way you can ex- ex- um like explain it so basically then that's why they then have like amulets and things to protect you from all these demons because thinking that oh, magic is the only way to deal with these things. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, because you don't have the medicine to deal with it. So, like, I just found it really fascinating that back from, like, ancient Egyptian times, these concepts were already there. So the, the demon I was looking at um, is Apophis. Apophis? Apophis. Apophis. Yeah. Apophis. Probably the Greek name. I don't know what his Egyptian name is. His <laughs> Greek name. Yeah, Prophet's Greek name, his Egyptian name is Apet, which oh. just sounds cute. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a like, happy little hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he a happy little hedgehog? Cute. No, he's a snake. No, so, yeah, he's like, he showed up as, yeah, a big, like, massive snake or serpent. And he's basically, you know, like the sun god Ra. It's mm. his, like, nemesis, basically. He's his, like, arch mm. enemy. He's known as the Lord of Chaos. I love that. The Lord like, of Chaos. Badass. Sounds like the black that. metal band's name. The Lord of Chaos. No, there's a movie called Lord of Chaos. No. It's really good. I really recommend it. Yeah. Check it out. Do you think the movie's um, called after? It is. Yeah. No. This is going off on a bit of a tangent, but it's about the band Emperor. And they were a black metal band in Norway. And they started burning down churches and stuff in Norway. Oh, I remember that, like, yeah. And one of them, well, their lead singer killed himself by shooting himself. And no, he slit his wrists and his his neck, and then he shot himself in the head. And the guy's name was Dead. So Dead killed himself. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And the lead singer so took weird. pictures of him afterwards, like of his like blown out head. And then that got put on an album cover, a bootleg or something. Like, so it's just a big long story. It's mad. I totally recommend it. The whole story, like, is crazy. So, yeah, but sounds yeah, good. back to Apophis. <laughs> probably... yeah, that's good. That sounds really interesting, actually. Let's check it out. Yeah, so I'd say he's like the Lord of Chaos and he's mm-hmm. the enemy of Ra, which I absolutely love. So, yeah, you were saying he's like a crocodile, he's, like, he's like a big snake or a serpent. So, mm-hmm. he could even be called stuff like the Serpent of the Nile or the Evil Dragon. Like, some people say that he was 16 yards in length, which. Wow. I don't know what a yard is, but that's, that's pretty huge, to be honest. Like a mile? Like massive. I don't know. I'm really bad. I don't know what yard. I think a yard is a mirror. Something like sure. that. It's really bad. <laughs> um, something massive, anyway. Is that why the pharaohs wear snakes on their hats? Their hats. <laughs> their headdresses. And they're you know, like, got a snake um, on the front. Yeah. So I think they yeah, always associate snakes with evil. Um, so he's one of these demons that even though he's a demon does go slightly into being a deity as well so he wouldn't be like worshipped like deities but people are really afraid of him because like I say because he's like if, if you think of like the is god he, like, Ra being does like he one bring of the big dis- main gods if Ra doesn't 
keep him in check? Would he like do like a Ragnarok situation where he would basically so, destroy all the gods? I don't know. I don't know the story of Apophis. I'm just guessing. Of, yeah, he basically he basically fights with Ra every single day. So oh, if exhausting. you imagine Ra's the sun <laughs> god, I know. So if Ra's the sun god, then he is out like in our world during the day, and then at mm. night when the sun sets, then he goes into the underworld because ah, um, to fight Apophis. This guy right. lives in the underworld. Yeah, so he goes down, and Apophis tries to fight him. And you've probably seen loads of like papyrus drawings with like Ra, he's like with a, a spear, like killing oh. a. Oh, he's on a boat. He's got a big spear, and he's killing a massive snake. That's oh, that's know. what that is. That's awesome. That's um, so cool. Yeah, I don't so think I've seen that before either, but it does sound cool. Yeah, um, I think like that. I sent you a picture. I've definitely yeah. seen this picture before, but never really registered what it was. It's basically every single day this happens. He goes below the horizon, goes into the underworld, and he'll fight with them every day. So, like, Ra will kill him today, and then he'll go through the next day. But the thing is, because he's so powerful, he can't actually, like, proper kill him. Mm. It's like he's just sort of dead for the day, then he comes back again, almost like some sort of like like vampire repeat. thing that just keeps like coming back. Yeah. If you can kill a character and then they just spawn again, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was more thinking of it as like, you know how when they like try to kill vampires sometimes and you think they're dead and then they just need time to regenerate and then they come back ah, again? Like Doctor <laughs> like, Who. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry? Yeah. I was thinking of Doctor like Who there when you said regenerate. Because he dies and he generates <laughs> into someone else. <laughs> and so oh, Apophis yeah. is like Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. I love the name Apophis. It just sounds so cool. Apophis. It does sound like... It just sounds like a bit of a doesn't he? Yeah. In other stories, instead of going into the underworld, he's waiting for Ra in like a western mountain at the end of the day where he faced, like the sun sets into a mountain. Then he's sitting mm-hmm. there sort of just outside the underworld like ready to kind of fight him basically. Yeah, basically. He's like, You're not coming into my underworld either. Right. But every day I don't know. I just imagine this like almighty battle that happens every single day. It's just crazy. Why can't they just be pals? Why can't they just say, Look, this is ridiculous. None of us ever win. Let's just compromise here. I'll let you through and then you just don't mess with me. You know, I know you have to go through the underworld or whatever. But then maybe Apophis is just waiting for his chance to basically win. He's to just not over. one of these guys that yeah. just give up. Yeah. So then, actually, maybe. That, I mean, if he's a baddie, he probably does. All baddies, like we said before, always want to like take over the world. So he probably doesn't. Probably why these scientists out there in NASA or whatever named that big meteorite. It's an Earth killer. It's a civilization, mm-hmm. a planet killer. Apophis. Because if that hits the Earth, we're fucked. Then we'll be destroyed. Yeah, that's quite interesting as well. They're saying that every, you know, if they're fighting every day, mm. whether they're fighting in the underworld or fighting at these mountains, mm. this is what's causing like earthquakes and thunderstorms and like all the sort of bad weather type thing. That's the outcome of their fights because they're fighting so hard that these things keep happening, which really seems like a good way to sort of explain earthquakes where if you think oh, these right. god and a demon are fighting or like massive thunderstorms like it's because of rage yeah yeah huh. i think that's pretty cool that's and maybe really if it cool. like the day's over cat well and maybe not so much in egypt but like you know i guess raz winning at the moment because it's fucking roasting outside and he's always there <laughs> That when it's raining and this cloudy then apophis has obviously got the upper hand raz exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be true. So then with the ancient Egyptians, they obviously want to keep him away and like keep him at bay because so, he's so evil that he would sort of, like you say, take over if he was mm-hmm. if he wasn't if I wasn't to kill him every day. So they would have like an annual ritual, I guess, called banishing banishing of the chaos. <clears throat> and right. basically the, the priests would build this big effigy of this demon. And that would be said to contain all the evil and darkness in Egypt like for that year. And they'd build it and they'd do, they would either just burn it completely and then that would basically protect everyone for a year. Right. And they would have to do this every year so all the people are protected. They'd do things like make little amulets or little just little statues and things like that. <clears throat> People would either pass by and spit on it or they would kick <laughs> it, which I think is a bit mean, to be honest, or like cut it up or just burn it. And they make all these things, even like little wax models and drawings of big serpents and whatever it is. They would like basically try to destroy this to protect you or like have spells that they'd recite over these little sort of models yeah. and things. Uh, to protect the people. Yeah, so it's like... Seems a bit mean, really, but... Um, yeah. But then I suppose it's better uh, if you're angry about something instead of taking it out on a person, you mm-hmm. can make a model of a snake. Like, Yeah, I think that's interesting, yeah. yeah. It's like there's an... In Africa, they've got, like, um, hate fetishes, hate fetish um, dolls, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a big wooden statue, and then they basically drive a nail into it instead of... So it's supposed to... Like vanquish your enemy, so instead of actually physically getting them, if you put the heat, it's sort of the early equivalent of a voodoo doll as well. I think if you if you put a nail into this doll, then that's you symbolically nailing your enemy. So it's sort of like what the Egyptians are doing there, symbolically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, actually, uh-huh. I always feel like stuff the ancient Egyptians do is probably the, like the beginning of all these things that they mm-hmm. developed into other as well. They also believed that Apophis was so powerful that he because obviously he's one of the demons of the underworld that they call him the eater of the souls um, oh. so if you if you die, you he could still affect you even once you've de- died so they felt that even the dead needed to be protected and that's wow. why they then buried their dead with like spells and amulets and stuff to protect them from him even after death, which I'm like that's terrifying. Oh, that's <laughs> to be like scared of someone. And like some of the spells they use are in the, the Book of the Dead. Apparently spell number seven and number nine. <laughs> and I've got a Book of the four. Dead. I could look that yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, apparently Ra uh, defeating him is in the Book of the Dead as well. But yeah, that's so scary that you think this thing is so evil that it can affect you your whole life. And even when you're dead, you're still not safe because he's that evil. But yeah, he seems pretty badass. And pretty scary when he does. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. like to fight him. <laughs> nah. I mean, he doesn't die. That, that's the part that gets me, but he just doesn't die. Still that maybe because he is a just... god, technically he can't die, so the only way that you can get him is to fight him. But then Osiris got killed by his brother, but then Isis brought him back to life, so he sort of died. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Weird. I feel like he's, he's very vampire-like. Because you know how in the vampire diaries, I'd say the first vampires were ever created... And it was back in Egypt, and it was a demon that kind of went to them. Maybe it's one of his wee minions or something. There's an index in the Book of the Dead. I'm trying to see if I can find Apophis. You see? Ooh, it could be called Apip as well. Uh, oh, Apophis, serpent, de- serpent demon, oh. arch enemy yeah. of the sun god and representative of the forces of chaos. It's <laughs> yeah. not Apophis. He just sounds like, like a really awesome baddie. <laughs> really uh. awesome. 
Yes, I do recognise this. Um, the picture. That's just in the picture, bra. yeah. But for some reason, I've never noticed the snake head at the front before. So I yeah. always thought yeah. he was on some sort of strange waves. And then he was just pushing a speed out. Like fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realise that's what it was. There's so much in this, I can't find the bit where Apophis is in this. Um, I'm going to have to read this entire book of the dead now. <laughs> so cool. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, we should do an episode on the, the Book of the Dead. I mean, I've just found this bit, and it says chapter for being transformed into a heron. Why? Oh, my God. It's very Cha- specific. Chapter. Why not? If there's an actual spell that can actually turn you into a heron. I mean, that's what it time, then I want that spell. I'd love to be a heron for the day. That'd be great. There's one that says chapter for being and... transformed into a lotus, making transformation into a god and giving light and darkness. Chapter for not dying again. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. For not dying again. Again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh man. Yeah. He seems very badass. Um. But yeah. That. But yeah, I think we should do an episode on the the Book of the Dead. Be lots of interesting Ooh. stuff in there. I'll put it on the list. There's so yeah. many. Uh. Okay. Well. That's if you got any other evil go um god evil demons or office. A couple of evil quote there's one I want like I feel like I've heard this before but not really. For like Lilith, the demon on a Oh we like Lilith. Of, yeah, I feel like you guys have spoke about her before. Where no, was it, it was Lilith having baby. a was it what was his uh, name? Azeroth the Sama uh, Samael the seducer. He's my profile picture on yeah. Skype. So that's uh, so, yeah, that's her man in the pro- in that profile picture. No, but this, but see, this is the thing. I've heard you guys talking about Lilith before, but then I, this is being Adam's first wife, like Adam and Eve. I'm like, I've yeah, never heard of this but before. She's more of a Jewish demon, so I don't know yeah. why she's left out of the Old Testament completely. But oh. maybe she's in one of the Jewish it texts. Like she. Oh, this yeah. is like she's from Jewish folklore that mm-hmm. she, um, like at the start, and she was created to be part of him. Oh, that she was basically meant to be Adam's like first wife, right? Yeah, and that because he didn't like that she wasn't being stuff that oh. loved her. So then God made him Eve, who was like a lovely little obedient wife, mm. and then Lilith got really really jealous, and she turned into a snake to tempt Eve. To eat the forbidden apple. Oh, so she was the serpent. Right. So like, I like that. I don't. That actually sounds quite good now. Like that that's no. like a, a revenge tale. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I already liked her story when we read like the stuff later and how her and Samuel's daughters and all that. But yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll get mad, honey. Get even. Do you guys care to this? I know. I feel and like then she basically to get her thing. revenge on all men. I've got, Sorry? I've got a familiar next to me, this cat, that just refuses mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> Maybe um, Amy sent him to you as well. Oh, like but I, Lilith basically got really jealous and really like mean and stuff and really bitter. And she wasn't able to have children either. So she basically then started to threaten any woman at, at childbirth. And then that's why a lot of women would wear amulets with like three angels' names on them, Senoi, Sansnoy and Simanjo placed this around newborn babies' necks and then these babies, th- those angels would protect those babies. Um, I've literally never heard of this stuff at all. I've not heard um, of 
Yeah, it's really weird. So basically she got so pissed off that she went to the Red Sea, because obviously that's where all this biblical stuff happens. And then she then started having lots of babies, but I don't really understand how she had them. I'm guessing that's the story that you were telling, Mark. Um, yeah, when you said that there, that threw me because I was like, but she has babies since Samuel. Yeah, <laughs> I remember so, the story. yeah. So then they had loads of, loads of like demon babies, and then God got really angry, and basically angels came around to kill, like kill her. She made a vow, like like. I don't know, like, don't kill me and I'll let all my demons die each day. But she was basically going to try and go out and kill everyone's kids. So when women basically put that amulet around their kids' names, then she remembers that she promised not to kill babies anymore so that she could save herself. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, okay, this all just sounds a bit mad and crazy. But yeah, apparently that's like a Jewish, like, demon, Mm. but never, I've never heard it in relation to anything else really it just sounds again like let's just make women be evil yeah i mean come on like it's feel like she's been forced to separate from her husband adam like i mean that's pretty shit she's not being all like Mm -hmm. demure because she's an independent kind of woman with free thought yeah basically like the thing that made her a demon is that she didn't want to do literally anything her husband told her to do even if it put her in danger like that's not (laughs) evil that's just insensible I'm going to throw back to one of our podcasts that we did the Ouija board and our good friend Prank Ghost do you remember him? Well you might not yes because I don't think you were part of that podcast the Ouija board but yeah me and Mark came up with the (laughs) the Prank Ghost of the Ouija boards where like he would come through and he would do pranks on you didn't you? I don't know I can't remember why but yeah he lives his life it's like, you know, when you're playing a Ouija board and you think, oh, is this really someone genuine or is it just prank ghost pretending you're someone else for a laugh? And nine times out of ten, it's prank ghost. It is ghost. prank ghost. That's so, why I don't like Ouija boards. I think they're so scary. Like, just don't play with them. Well, but prank ghost fun so you can make a friend or, as no. we learned last, make a friend for life from a Ouija board. But yeah. what if they're evil? What if it's an evil one? Like you're well, saying? I've got one here called Zozo and he is yeah. a Ouija board demon. Apparently. God. Yeah, so if you're on the Ouija board, it starts off kind of normal, like, communications. But then all of a sudden, the planchette starts doing, it starts moving in the form of a, an eight. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. Like an eight. Yep. Yeah, so it'll move around in the shape of an eight. And, and then eventually it'll keep going to Z-O, 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 Z-O all the time. So it's just constantly saying his name. Over and over again. Assuming it's constantly saying his name. Maybe his name is. Maybe. But he always comes through the Ouija board, and his preferred style of communication is expressing grim threats through the planchette. Though he's also known for making ghoulish sounds, breaking things, and instilling fear for fun in those that conjure him, and also sexually assaulting people. He likes to do that as well, like tuck, grab your tits or grab your arse or whatever. Just pull your trousers. would not give him a job. No. <laughs> no. Like, it's just not summon him, please. He was first introduced to the internet via 2009 public message board in a post written by, apparently, as an ex Ouija enthusiast named da- Darren Evans. Now, this guy is the one who sort of brought it's also to more mainstream attention. He's been in an episode of Ghost Adventures, which I watched. 
and I was kind of skeptical about it, but I don't know, because his, his girlfriend said that she felt weird when they were trying to summon Zozo again, and she went outside, and she said she was sexually assaulted, and when she came back upstairs, her oh. belt and her fly and her trousers were undone. What? So yeah, she, she may have done that She's herself. She's a pervert. Yeah, 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 basically. And she perfect. got all angry. Uh, okay, so he said started. He was into the occult and everything. He was tormented by this demon, and it prompt his daughter allegedly became temporarily blind after interaction with the spirit. He get, he calls himself a zoologist, <laughs> and he penned the book The Zozo Phenomenon in, in 2016, and he's appeared on various podcasts and horror sites. Uh, he said that interactions with interactions with Zozo started unconcerning, but eventually become more and more malevolent. And his alleged first-hand experience started with flickering lights, and then progressed to moving objects, sounds in the night, and escalated to scratches on his skin and a brush with death when his daughter claimed to see the spirit in the tub with her before she went blind and limp temporarily. There's also a story where his wife was bathing his daughter and she left the room for some reason while he was interacting with this Zozo character. And then he noticed that when he went into the bathroom, the water was overflowing and his daughter was like, you know, basically drowning. And he had to save her. I feel her. like you shouldn't summon evil demons with your child in the house. Yeah. Especially not when you're in the bath. But that might just be me. We just don't. Don't summon evil demons. Or that. be a good start as well. Just don't. So then that prompted when he made that, he said that story on his blog, that prompted other people who said that they also contact Zozo through their Ouija board. And he's trying to warn people, don't underestimate the power of your Ouija board. Back in 2009, Evans believed he was the first person to have an interaction with the malevolent spirit. But after posting the story, others came forward with similar experiences, making Evans wonder if Zozo's reach was far beyond his own personal torment. Why would they think he was just for him? (sighs) Because some people claim that he just made Zozo up, like a Slenderman. Like he's information on here because I thought it was linked to Led Zeppelin, the band's Led Zeppelin, but it's not Zozo as in Z O Z O. Jimmy Page's symbol is Z O S O Zozo. Yeah. It the the Zozo symbol on Led Zeppelin two, I think, or Led Zeppelin four, because it doesn't actually have a title. All the um the guys in the band have chosen their own specific symbol to represent them. So there's a circle with feather. And then there's three entwined circles. And then there's like a circle with different, it looks like a Celtic knot. And then there's the Zozzle, which is Jimmy Page. I think the favour with the circles, uh, Robert Plant. I'm not sure about the other ones. John Bonham and John Paul Jones. I don't know what their symbols are. His symbol that, because Jimmy Page was well known to dabble in the black arts. Like he was interested in Alistair Crowley, which we can talk about later, but he bought Bullskin House in Loch Lomond, which is where Alistair Crowley used to do his like he did he bought specifically to do some sort of summoning ritual to summon loads of demons. And the end goal was to once you finish the summoning rituals that you would get your guardian angel or you would find your guardian angel. So you have to go through a load of demons to find your actual guardian angel. But he couldn't be arsed finishing it, so he just left it. So that place was supposedly like just crawling with demons. Like, what the yes. fuck? We're, you've summoned us. We've got nowhere else to go now, so we'll just stay here. <laughs> so Jimmy Page bought that. He The Zozo symbol is supposedly an ancient glyph representing Saturn. Yeah. But Page never revealed what Zozo means to him personally. 
but it's possible his being a Capricorn a sign ruled by Saturn had something to do with it. And Evans, the guy who's claimed that he's met this this come across as all the demon, was also happened to be a mega fan of Led Zeppelin. So maybe he was inspired by that. I don't know. Um Led Zeppelin maybe was- Zoz- <laughs> Zoo is a relative of Zozo's, and because he was playing music that Zozo inspired, Zozo was like, oh, that's Sema <laughs> music, and that's why he came through. Maybe but Evans has said that the counter claims that he fabricated the story. He claims that the root word for Zo appearing in both Zozo and Zozo, like Z-O-Z-O and Z-O-S-O, has become sort of a magical power, which he believes explains the recurring nature. And a blog post from earlier this year, I don't know what year this, this article was posted, sorry, um, he posted more historical proof of Zozo's existence, once again citing Le Dictionnaire Infernal and a Nigerian paranormal website, Nairaland, where in 2005 a user named Machiavelli hmm, wrote a friend's encounter with a demon called Zozo, Curiously, in the Nigerian languages Hausa and Igbo, Zozo translates to come up. He found mention of a demon named Zozo in a 1966 play by Jacques Audiberti and an 1876 issue of the Catholic Review where Saint Bernardino of Siena mentions a mass of Zozo, some sort of satanic ritual. But I don't know. I'm very sceptical about this guy. I'm not sure if the Zozo demon exists, even though I've seen it on Ghost Adventures and he was playing about with the the Ouija board and it started saying Zozo. I don't know whether they're actually moving it to say that. Dictionnaire Infernal is uh-huh. what books that Amy appears in. Really? And I don't oh. think any pal of Amy's would be blinding children, so I think Zozo's real, but uh, this guy's lying about him. Do you think? Yeah, that's not even me making an elaborate, like genuinely Amy does appear in La Dictionnaire Infernal, wow. because that was listed when I was looking at where she appeared. Well, there's more, I think I found more information about the Zozo demon. Some people, you know, Pazozo? From The Exorcist, the demon in that. That was a Mesopotamian demon, apparently. Mm. A wind demon or something. So some people think that he maybe have got the inspiration from that. Yeah, I mean, there's a story about a woman whose nephew was playing the Ouija board. She said that all of a sudden he started running around the house screaming, Zozo, Zozo, Zozo. And they tried to make him stop. One woman wrote in another forum the next morning, my nephew wakes me up and as we're waking up, he asks if we can go get breakfast. So I put him in the car, pull out the driveway. Not two minutes later, a car runs a stop sign and slams into us. So she's saying that's because it's the Zozo demon. I don't know. I think that's just a coincidence. Mm. Maybe. There is a bit of a history of Zozo. The name Zozo has shown up for more than 200 years, apparently. The oldest... Again, the 1816 book Dictionnaire Infernal. Is that where Amy is, you said? Yeah. By Colin de Plancy? Yeah. Sorry, I de- couldn't unmute yeah. the mic there for a second. Yeah, that's the bit that she appears in. De Plancy also tells the story of a young girl who claimed to be possessed by three demons named Mimi, Capulet and Zozo. The girl went down the streets on all fours, sometimes forward, sometimes behind. Sometimes she walked on her hands, feet in the air at the risk of putting passerbys and the confidence of her position. Her strange movements, the girl had told people, were commanded by the demons who possessed her. This created enough of a commotion that a priest came to perform an exorcism on her. When the Zozo demon left her body, it said the windows in the room shattered. Colin de Plansavo was a sceptic, and while he recorded this paranormal instance, he did note that he didn't believe a word of it. 
But even but, his story wasn't the first mention of the spirit, apparently. Some speculate that Zozo is actually derived from, yeah, the Mesopotamian god Pazuzu, who was known to be the ruler of the demons, and he was a wind demon as well. And then it mentions that, again, the, the Zozo um, symbol that Jimmy Page had, it was a code for the god Saturn, which appeared in a banned occult book in 1521, which, because Jimmy Page was into like the occult, then that's what maybe he got his inspiration for for that. What I find interesting as well, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of the Philip experiment. No. 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 Okay, so in 1972, psychologists tested whether people can communicate with the paranormal through only persuasion or human will, and it was called the Philip experiment. So the study made up a fictional person named Philip Aylesford and then instructed the group of people to run a seance in order to summon his ghost. The group became convinced they could feel Philip's presence. They heard knocking sounds coming from the table, felt the table vibrate, and at one point even saw the table tilt up onto two legs. They were sure that they had spoken to Philip's ghost and that he'd answered their questions. They did not know that in truth, Philip was just someone the researchers had made up. The researchers... Surely (laughs) there could could have been a well, there will have been dead people, people who, yeah, there will have been dead people who had that name. Therefore, surely they could have summoned one it's of practical. the dead people that had that name. Him. Or it was just Prankos pretending to be him, either or. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Darren Brown also did one on TV, notoriously, called Seance, I think. I never watched it, but he did a seance as well, where he was manipulating everyone to believe what was happening was real in this seance, but he was obviously behind it all. And some people who watched it were really disturbed and complained and said that they felt things as well, even though it was all bullshit, because Dan Brown just minute like he was behind it all. So it's interesting. The researchers concluded that the human mind can in fact create spirits on its own, well simply through a bit of persuasion and imagination. So that's what they concluded with the Philip experiment. And the they said the Ouija board consequently is designed to play tricks against us by working off mm-hmm. a principle called the I idometer effect our muscles make small subconscious movements without our realizing them and when we see those movements shift the light piece of plastic on the board we become convinced that it's happening supernaturally that means that people scare themselves into believing the paranormal is real but that's how skeptics explain what's going on in the case of the mass sozo demon terror that's exactly what i was just thinking yeah. i'm like but you could turn it the other way and say well you don't believe that there's spirits therefore you've decided that that's what it is but you don't actually have proof of that it's just the decision you've made yeah, yeah. i mean that's really all i've got on the sozo demon so um see yeah. that this is also the one that you were mentioning pazuzu there's a statue yeah there's a statue of him from like the first millennium in the louvre it's a little like bronze statue yeah and i remember like seeing it back i was actually reading something earlier about like evil demons as well Mm -hmm. um it's massive like there's so much stuff and it's crazy but one of like the most evil sort of demon slash goddesses as well is from mesopotamia she's called lamashtu and she's like proper horrible like she preys on women while they're giving birth and kidnaps their kids and eats them which, again, is maybe um, a reason for women losing their babies. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. do you think maybe that's because, you know, obviously medical practices and maternity 
has vastly improved, but like childbirth was the most dangerous thing a woman yeah, could go exactly. through. So obviously they would probably come up with a reason why with the demons, with it, demons yeah. and they would because uh-huh. it, it's very dangerous. They would want to come up with um, amulets to try and stop that from happening. Yeah. So yeah, so this demon who's either called Akkadian or Lamashtu would either yeah like kill children as they're being born or cause women to miscarry. Or bring like disease and sicknesses, like it's always to pregnant women and children. But the the demon or god that they use to defend against her is Pazuzu, um, mm. which seems quite interesting because I thought he was meant to be in, like a bit of a baddie. But he's basically like our kind of arch enemy, and That's basically interesting. wear amulets. Oh, I think it was really cool when they all like inter- intertwine with each other. So basically, women would again wear amulets or have little statues of him. But they don't know if he he would always come to try and kill her because he felt sorry for the woman or if he just actually hated her as a demon oh. as well. But he uh, like he he comes up a few times like for stuff. Quite it's cool. weird because in The Exorcist, that's who Regan was supposedly um, possessed, possessed by through the Ouija board, but he yeah. was called Captain Howdy in that. Um, mm. That's what he presented herself to. Yeah. But, then they, they, but then the priests say that he's basically... He's still connected. evil. Like, he apparently brings plagues, and he has, like, horrible, horrible demons. But then he's got his good side. He hates her guts, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, I, it yeah, might be because he hates her, though. Yeah. yeah, I like that even better for some reason, <laughs> that it's like, oh, no, he's really awful, but he actually hates her so much that if yeah. you summon him to batter her, then that's all it would be there for her. Yeah, yeah and it's like not that he actually cares if your baby wins. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't really give a shit, but he just happens to hate her, so there was, like, a good side effect to that is that women don't get miscarriages. Yeah. Because he'll come and kick her ass. That's interesting. Like demon soap operas. I think someone should make a demon soap opera. It sounds so soap opera, doesn't it? (laughs) Where they'll have like Yeah, they've all got their own heads each other. They've all got these like dramatic storylines. I know. You think if you've got all these demons chilling out with each other, it's not like they're all gonna go on with each other either. Like they're obviously not gonna like each other. It's like you know, like Ugly Betty, but it's like Amy instead. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over the office. Right, I'm gonna finish this off by looking at the five best and five worst demons to get possessed Ooh. by, according nice. to this article Gizmodo that I found by Esther Inglis Arkel. So she's saying the worst demons to get possessed by, one of them is called Aquiel. And Aquiel is a demon who presides over Sundays. And because he's a demon in Christian mythology, he does everything he can to destroy and degrade the practice of keeping the Sabbath holy. Doesn't sound too bad. But consider what kind of damage he could do if he possessed the wrong person. Like, say, like she's saying a politician and then suddenly the entire like country has the right to work seven days a week without a single day off. Or <laughs> has the right to like hang their washing out on a Sunday. Like, yeah, oh my God. Want you to terrible. Sunday. <laughs> Shocking behaviour. And then there's one called Surgat. He is mentioned in the great grimoire of Honorius. Honorius, we don't know who he is. Historians aren't sure, but they think that he was Honorius III who was the Pope from 1216 to 1227. He's famous among Popes for deliberately doing ceremonies to summon demons so he could then banish the demons back to hell. Which is a bit <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 
Oh, things like oh, no. is it like when someone breaks something to be like oh look how amazing I am that I fixed it's it. It's like bringing someone back from the dead just to kill them again, just to show how powerful you are. Yeah. I mean, everyone likes to show as well, don't they? Like yeah. when I took my mum to the Vatican, it was pretty cool, but nobody <laughs> and then banished the demon. Like that's a winner. That's a good night out. I mean, the demons are just chilling in hell, and then he's summoning them, and they're like, what? Oh, here, go back to hell. And it's like, well, I was in hell, and you just fucking brought me up here for no reason, dick. To make himself like yeah. this, basically. <laughs> so apparently he wanted to, he was ready to fight or take on Satan at any time, and the demons were his sparring partners. Surgat of all of these earns his place on the scary list because he can't be shaken. He's described in Honoris as the professional demon ejectors book with one sentence surrogate is he who opens all lock right so right. how's that bad he can open a lock for you that's quite good yeah that sounds grand like, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm locked i'm locked i'm fucking locked out the house i'm pissed surrogate can you open the door for can you open the door? oh my god i'll help myself about my flat when i moved in it cost me a hundred quid to get it open you could have just came and done it for free yeah surrogate. he's he's your man I know. Then there's a Gareth. I mean, he's the one you don't want to be possessed by. I mean, I don't disagree with that. A Gareth um, can be a woman or a man. If the demon is a man, the man is old and raising a crocodile. But if the demon is a woman, she's young and angelically beautiful. Because demons have to just take icon. (laughs) I said queer icon. (laughs) He's raising a crocodile. No, because uh, they are both a uh, uh, hot young woman and a grizzled old man. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. This is where he's got like something in common with Amy because he was a teacher. So a surprising amount of demons are teachers. They instruct the, those they visit or possess or give them knowledge and power, which is often why humans let them in. The good news is a short time with Agaris will give you knowledge of every language in the world. The bad news is that he or she will only teach you the foulest and most offensive words. I mean, Scottish people oh, would really? love that. We swear no. all the fucking time. <laughs> so. You want to be like able to swear in multi-language? Yeah. And, and if you think that's cool, remember that foul words include racial and ethnic slurs, so you'll be both educated and vile. Yeah. Well, oh. And a massive racist in every language. Probably. Well, I mean, at least you you've got some sort of skill. I don't know. I, I can only speak one language. Agaris also forces people who have left their homes to return. I guess that works because once you've trashed your friendships, got fired from your job and have a fight with your landlord, the only place you can go home is to your yeah. parents. Has <laughs> <laughs> he affected you yet? <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want someone to come back to you or to go home, get Agaris on your side and he can teach you languages. Then there's also Renove, who's also a teacher and reportedly instructs the person he inhabits about rhetoric and the art of insinuating themselves into other people's good graces. He's the demon who wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People. (laughs) (laughs) That totally makes me want to read that book now. (laughs) But he's also a taker of old souls. Basically, anyone who's older and looking a little poorly is going to go with Renove when he decides to leave. So learn your rhetoric. But don't look at any old relatives, friends, or pets. He even kills pets. Oh, 
But does that mean he just takes them because they're old and suffering? So he's like maybe somewhere better. I mean, I think Boris Johnson would probably want to get Renobi on board because he seems to think that it's okay for all the over 80s to just die of coronavirus. But then if he's taking them immediately, surely he's like some sort of euthanasia spirit. Like if he wants to go function, then he's like, yeah, that's fine. And then God's angry because God's like, I decide when it's their time. <laughs> yeah, do, they let them, do you let them go in their sleep? Like, so they can just go to sleep and just... just... I think what they're implying there is if you're at a party and you've got Renova oh. with you, if you look in the direction of, like, an old person, Renova's like, well, I'm leaving this party, but you're coming with me. Oh. They be. Or yeah, that's less good than I was thinking that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight harder. <laughs> And then finally there's Beelzebub who is just seating himself. Beelzebub. Yeah, I'm not going to get into him. This is, these are the best demons to get possessed by and these really confuse me because I don't really understand it but like the number five is Azazel. Apparently he's quite famous. Um, Azazel as a concept goes way back. The term scapegoat refers to the idea that all of a community's sins could be symbolically transferred to a goat and the goat could be sent off into the wilderness. Azazel was what the goat was being sent off to meet. Some people think he's a mistranslation and that Azazel works out to harsh and stony ground. Some people think he was a devil and not just a demon. But whatever he was, today he's a star. <laughs> he's a star. He's been in TV shows like Supernatural. <laughs> He's been in comic books like Sandman. He's been in movies like Fallen. He's all over the place. Can you imagine how much fun it would be to sit down, possessed by Azazel, and get his opinion on what pulp culture has to say about Azazel? So he's like a fame whore demon, basically. (laughs) There is lots of stuff about goats and, like, Mm. demon-y things. Goats do look kind of demonic, don't they? I love goats, though. I love their sideways eyes. I love goats. I think it's a shame. I find them a bit creepy. Nah, I love them. I think they're so. Sweet. I love goats as well. I think they're brilliant. Uh, they they're so friendly. They always want to come up and say hello, and they eat absolutely anything. But they want, but they want to eat your clothes. They almost try to eat everything on you. So a horse tried to eat my jacket. Does that make it? <laughs> I'd eat one of your jackets if I was hungry enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was bright yellow. Yeah. And there's one called Ben Tamaline. So they're saying there's not much information on Ben Tamaline. What a weird name for a demon, a bit like Amy. What? Ben Tamaline? Yeah, he just sounds like a guy's name. Again, he sounds like he'd walk in Amy's office when she's like, get one of her new recruits. She'd be like, this is Ben Tamaline. He will help you with anything. Top guy. Don't go to Ben Stevenson. He's a bit annoying. (laughs) He's he's like the guy that thinks it's funny. You know, like the old Don't don't muddle up your Ben's in the demon office. (laughs) So he's in the office with these guys. He appears in Jewish mythology. He possesses a princess. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai walks up to the princess and says, Ben Tamaline, go. Ben Tamaline, go. Ben Tamaline goes. How, how did the princess's father, a mighty emperor, know to get this particular rabbi? The princess was calling the rabbi's name while she was possessed. After she was cured, her father allowed the anti-Jewish laws in his books to be torn up. Oh, okay. Ben Tamaline has, you see the name of the person who can drive him out, leaves your body faster than a case of pink eye and his only lingering after effect is a marked decrease of anti-Semitism. <laughs> you yeah. might want to get possessed by this demon just for the experience. So I guess, like, maybe it's not just, like, anti-Semitism. It could be anti... It could be, like, you could possess a racist and then... That's exactly what I was like racist. Yeah. Like, someone hates black people or someone hates Muslims or whatever. 
then oh, they get a black dress. Once, yeah, once they leave it, they, get, they become less. Uh, so <laughs> it's like literally teaching someone empathy, being yeah. in their shoes. Oh, so, okay. you, so like for instance, he'll possess you, right? And then he'll say the name, make you say the name of someone who's like a really good person in the black community or something like that. And then he'll mm. come and save you from the demon mm. and make him leave. And then you'll be like, oh, black people are cool. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, he would definitely be friends with Amy. I understand why she likes him so much in the office. Sound? Yeah. And then there's Andre, Andra, no, Andras. I'm going to say Andras. So Andras gets in your head and gives you advice on how to kill people. Nice. (laughs) So this person says, I'm not saying that's good, but I'm not going to say it's it's not useful. It's useful. Definitely useful. Also, in corporeal form, Andras has a head of an owl. And I like owls. Cute. Me too. Owls are cute. <laughs> I feel like he's just imparting wisdom. There is a picture of him and he's riding what looks like a, an angry wolf that's not too happy about it. But it's like a naked man, quite a good looking guy, with the head of an owl, brandishing a sword and he's got wings. Nice. I think you'd like him. pretty cool. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. Then number two is Asmodeus. Asmodeus is the demon of carnal desire. So even if the possession gets bad, you'll have some great stories to tell afterwards, <laughs> to yes. be honest. He's like days. a shagger demon. He's a lust demon. Yeah, he's a top shagger demon, basically. He's a top shagger. It says enjoy the raid. So, yeah. Nice. But there is a downside. <laughs> Asmodeus was a jealous demon. When he became enamored of one woman, he waited until her wedding night and slew her husband before they could consummate oh, wow. the marriage. To be fair, the fact that seven husbands in a row died this way shows that the women had to have been pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Either that she made up this demon as an excuse. Yes. Thomas Idle Kennedy. Well tolerated as lost, so possession by Asmodeus would be a problem if he wasn't almost tragically easy to defeat. The eighth husband puts in fish guts and hot coals, and the smoke alarmed Asmodeus so greatly that he fled to another country. So that's all it takes to get rid of him. He also hates water and birds because they both remind him of God. When you want out of the possession, just take a dip in the ocean, chase some seagulls and do some fishing, right? I so quite like that idea, like shagging. he shows up to kill you and you just open a box and you've got a budgie in it and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not a budgie! Oh God! Because uh, it reminds me of God. So number one in the best demon to be possessed by is Belphegor. So apparently he's Good awesome. Name. First of all, his sacrificial offering is excrement, literally shit. So it's easy okay. to summon him. Yeah, you just go to the toilet. Also, okay, he's a famous literary figure, Jobby Demon. <laughs> he stars in the 1690 play by John Wilson entitled titled Belphegor or The Marriage of the Devil. When demons get sick of hearing from the condemned men in hell that the only reason they're in hell is because their wives sent them there, Belphegor goes topside to prove that there is such a thing as happiness in marriage and that the damned men were just weak and sinful. He fails and has to wander the earth trying to find a happy marriage. <laughs> oh, I liked it until the last line. Oh. Mm. For some mm. reason, Satan named him the ambassador to France. <laughs> oh, that's so random. And for some other reason, he's strongest in April. That means that if you get possessed by him, you should take April off and travel to the capital of France so he can be an ambassador. <laughs> Do you know how nice April is? 
it's so nice that there's a song called April in Paris and Belfagor is a demon of sloth. So when you're on your spring vacation in Paris, you can spend your time relaxing and occasionally trying to make a happy marriage. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> and be yeah, ambassador of so yeah, that's that's that. That was quite a fun wee way to end the demon thing. I think I don't know. I think demons get a bad rap. I yeah. think they sound a laugh. I mean, some of the ones we talked about today were pretty great. Some of yeah. them left though, but some of them were pretty great. Yeah, I mean, you you always get your good guys and your wanks. So I guess it's the same in the demon world. It's like, like I actually think hell is just one big office. I when I was in the office, it felt like hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. clearly, considering the last one you spoke about when he was going to Earth, the devil was like, oh, by the way, you're in charge of France. So now it's like, oh, I need to get in contact with like somebody for a shipment from France. And then they're, uh, Amy's like, oh, just for them. <laughs> He's yeah. a representative in France. He's great. I wonder if all the countries have a different rep- demon representative, you know, ambassador to be Glasgow. Or East Coast Bright. London, God, that would be a big one. Oh, okay, was it Boris Johnson? Yeah, he's he's not good enough to go to hell. I don't think. No. No, we need Ben Watts to have a word to Boris Johnson. Ah, exactly. Oh, Ben Lion Man or what yeah. the fuck? Look, yeah, Lion Man, Lion. What oh, crap? What's he doing? Wait, I'm going back. Ben Lion Bar. Lion Bar. Lion Bar. Lion Bar. Ben Ben Tama Lion. He should be prime minister. He should be Prime Minister. That's yeah. how much I've decided to like demons during this discussion. <laughs> prime Minister. If you do a damn sight better job than the fucking shit lot that we've got right now. I mean, so with a bundle of loose shoes, but yeah, I think he would do it well. What's the one? Is someone with a jobby? Just, oh, the jobby demon. That was yeah, the last he, one. That was uh, he, he'd be like more useful than... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jobby boys, de- so. I literally go yeah. and summon him from a shit in your toilet and he would do a better job. Well, he's yeah. the ambassador so he's got our yeah, yeah, <laughs> can hop over to London and try and fix the mess there. Yeah. Except you know, he's a European demon, so Brexit. He could be foreign that. secretary given his uh, previous experience. Hey, just jump on the Eurostar and he'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. So much fun. What's going to be our next topic for next week? Uh, whose turn is it to pick a number? Oh, I picked last time, so it's Yaz's it's turn. Topic. Uh, pick a number between one and seven. Uh, four. Number four is okay. <laughs> this is a long-winded one. So, big hammer horror hitters. So we've got uh, creatures that have featured in hammer horror films like witches, ghosts, Frankenstein, Gorgons. the Gorgon. Yep. Uh, creatures from the deep, demons today. So we all have to pick a diff- another creature that we've not discussed before that appears in a hammer horror film. Such as the werewolf, the mummy, Rasputin. Uh, oh yeah, I'll do Rasputin. <laughs> uh, there's a selection of random cryptids that appear, and there's also Mister Hyde and Sister Hyde. So oh yes. Like <laughs> a creature that appears in a Hammer horror film, and then look at the actual mythology of it, not the, um, what the Hammer film it comes from. Oh no, from, we but, should discuss yeah. the film as well if we're going to. Yeah, so the film Hammer. and the mythology it's based on. Yeah. Because I love the Dracula and Hammer Horror films. Like the Taste of Blood of Dracula is my favourite one because it's got Clegg from Last of the Summer Wine, who's summoning Dracula back by drinking his blood in a goblet, 
it's amazing. It's just so good. And then he dies as a result of it. I don't know why Dracula's so pissed off because he brought him back. Because you'd think he'd be happy about that, but hey ho. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy they brought him back because I love him. He's my first oh. boyfriend. <laughs> Speaking of fantasies, I'm gonna go make a lovely dinner now. Being by Nigella Lawson, who's mm. been many a man's fantasy, I suppose. Uh. <laughs> Maybe not so much now, but what does seem like? Someone's weird mum that's just in flimsy clothing. She does she, have weird mum vibes. Yeah, yeah, she's like a mum that wants to be a MILF, you know? Like, yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm, Definitely. Yeah, like she'd come into the living room if you come back from a night out and she's had too many glasses of wine and it's just wearing her nightie and he's like, yeah. I bet I eat my cake. You're like, what? Yeah. She wouldn't leave until your mate's got like a massive yeah. stoner. <laughs> just, like, stuff, just try to be all milfy and you're like no go back to bed yeah just, well enjoy that so what are you guys gonna do now nothing just lie about no. i'm too hot and tired to do anything you are so, so hot, hot. You're too hot to <laughs> <laughs> thanks <Lou. laughs> it's yeah i'm gonna enjoy my new the... air conditioning unit that i just bought <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy that. Gonna lie naked in front of it and summon <laughs> that demon. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the the shagger demon. Shagger demon. Actually, that would be there, wouldn't it? Stop shagger man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Enjoy your demons. Whoa. Bye. 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 Bye.